Good morning. This is Jim Colburn of Commodity Research Group. I'm here with Andy LeBeau, also of Commodity Research Group. We're here to talk about energy markets. Along with Ed Meir, Andy and I founded Commodity Research Group, which consults on various aspects of commodity markets. Check out our website, commodityresearchgroup.com, where we post our uh, blog and our podcasts. We'd like to thank our friend Doug Stetzer of EKT Interactive Oil and Gas Training for hosting this podcast. You can check out his daily newsletter, podcasts, and learning modules at ektinteractive.com. Our disclaimer is uh, uh, basically this podcast should be construed as market commentary, merely observing economic, political, and market conditions, and is not intended to refer or endorse any particular trading uh, system or recommendation. We are not responsible for trading decisions taken by anyone not intended to listen, and information is not guaranteed to be accurate. This is not an offer to buy or sell any derivative. Today is May 9th. Good morning, Andy LeBeau. Good morning, Jim Colbert. Uh, let's, let's get right into this. Um, Iran sanctions reimposed by our president. Um, yeah. Go ahead. What do you think about that? Well, uh, I can't say that it was a surprise uh, to almost anyone watching the market and uh, watching what the president has said over the last uh you know, since before the election. Are you, are you surprised at the market reaction? It, it was uh, up. Very I am. I, I, I am surprised that, uh, you know, yesterday, prior to the announcement, the market started to come off pretty hard. I, I think it got down to about 67.50 for uh, WTI. And then since it's just... Uh, has rallied fairly sharply. As we're talking, it's about $70, $71. And, you know, I, I had thought that uh, for at least to a large extent, uh, at least the decision to reimpose sanctions would have been discounted. It, it's almost all we've been talking about for the last five or six weeks at least, if not longer. And uh, I think a lot of this rally from 60 up to uh, up to 70 was due in large part to the, the talk about the sanctions, um, some adding some geopolitical risk added to the market. And of course, as Jim, as we talked about it in over the last, um, this I guess is our fifth podcast of, of the year, you know, we've talked about improving fundamentals uh, as well in the market. But, but I'm definitely surprised that, uh, you know, we continue to rally here. Yeah, I think uh, la during our last podcast, we were probably in the mid-60s, and you thought the fundamentals uh, certainly supported uh, prices up there. And um, I'll take a quick second to uh, note that, you know, we had a, a flurry of um, options trading yesterday, as you might expect. Nothing, nothing record. It was about 350000 um, the record was up around 580 um, back in the OPEC meeting in November 2016. But the if you look at the the uh, the big strikes with open interest, you know it's um, it was the June 60 put in in WPTI that was uh, over 60,000 open interest. So it was uh, well and above every other uh, strike out there. And then in Brent, it was the July 80 call. So you know that's kind of a 
what you were looking at. People people want to buy the market. I think they were going into Brent and they wanted to sell it. They were looking more closely at uh, right. WTI, and we'll probably talk about some of the reasons why as we go along. But um, go, so going forward, I mean, in, in the news, I've heard ranges from you know no change in supplies due to this. Uh, action taken yesterday to uh, a million barrels off the market, yeah, which would kind of be what happened last time. And what, where did what you discuss, or or where do you come out on on um, what you think might happen going forward? Uh, well, either one of those numbers could could be right. I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think they will be right, but they, they certainly could be right. I, I don't think on the upper end. I think that would be. I I don't see that at all. You know, I, I just don't see full compliance with these, uh, with, with the sanctions. I don't think that, well, first of all, if we compare now to then, then the uh, Obama administration had done a lot of petro diplomacy and uh, as well as, as well as diplomacy to get almost everybody on board with the, uh, with the sanctions. Now, most of the, the buyers, in fact, all the buyers, none of them are on board with uh, reimposition of, of sanctions. So politically, I think it's going to be somewhat difficult. And if you go buyer by buyer, I think almost all of them are going to apply for a waiver. I think the number, if you go through the math, is probably going to be somewhere in the middle there, Jim. Uh, between like 400 and 500 a day, maybe a little less than that, maybe maybe a little more than that. You know, I, I think that's going to be. Um, I, I think that's a good number to to be working with with, with uh, how much is, is going to come off the market. Now, I saw that uh, Treasury Secretary uh, Mnuchin said that uh, he's not expecting oil prices to go higher, and also there's a comments from the Saudis and UAE saying they're willing to boost exports. Do, do those uh, statements uh, give you comfort that uh, uh, they'll, they'll meet whatever shortfall is out there? Well, they, they do have capacity to increase production. And uh, we, we are, of course, coming to the time of, of crude burn for uh, uh, where they increase demand uh, for the Saudis increase demand for for crude uh, for air conditioning so you know they may they may raise production to keep exports steady that that wouldn't be uh, that wouldn't be surprising although the barrels won't come off the market till till fourth quarter so at the earliest so they, they may do nothing here uh, and the UAE there is definitely spare spare capacity within OPEC and they could increase production and still say that there are, that OPEC is within its uh, its deal they OPEC itself, at that November 16 meeting that you mentioned, Jim, uh, pledged 1.2 million barrel a day cut, and they've delivered, thanks to Venezuela's problems, they've delivered 1.8 million barrels a day of cuts. So, you know, there's definitely room for them to increase production and still say they're complying with the deal. Right. And, and um, will, do you think that'll, that'll just happen, or will, do you think it'll, they'll discuss this in the next OPEC meeting in June? I think they'll discuss it at the next OPEC meeting in June and um, maybe give some indication that, that you know, in, in November 4th is the, is the earliest that 
Iranian barrels are, are off the market. So, you know, they, they may start uh, increased produ production into the fourth or, or first quarter. But let's also talk about, let, let's say Iran's um, production decline is, is uh, or export decline is 400 a day or 500 a day. Yesterday, uh, in, in something that really wasn't covered very well because the, the whole market was going crazy over the, over the Iranian decision. The EIA increased its, um, <laughs> its estimate for U.S. production by 400,000 barrels a day for next year. <laughs> it was a big amount. Yeah, they had... Uh, no one, you know, no one, people were just, you know, they were doing spin moves about, uh, you know, the Iranian decision and, and they missed, the, you know, they missed a pretty important piece of data. Yeah, I think in that report, um, their monthly short-term energy outlook, they showed uh, 12 million barrel production at the end of 2019. Right. That's unbelievable. Right. It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. we're in 10 now. And, um, you know, they're looking at, yeah, 12 million for the, for the fourth quarter of next year. They're looking for, if you look at the first quarter of this year, uh, it's, uh, I just happen to have these, these numbers. It, it, it looks like 11.7 .7 million barrels per day average. Uh, and we're producing 10, seven now. So there, there's, a, there's an extra million, you know, there, there's an incremental million from uh, us producers. If that number's right. Well, let's, let's talk, let's spend some time on that EIA uh, monthly because there's, there's a lot of stuff in there. One of the reasons they mentioned there, forecasts have been bumped up is because they also have forecasted higher prices. Right? Correct. So, so this is a uh, response to the high price. But they're also talking about these um, potential, uh, or not potential, they're expecting transportation constraints out in 2019. And, and they, they talk about the May 3rd uh, uh, WTI Midland uh, versus Brent being at minus uh, $17.69. So what's, what's going on in we're producing. Are we getting it out? We're not getting out fast enough. What's what's going on? No, here? we're not getting it out fast enough. The the WTI, um, the the Midland differential to to WTI, not not to Brent, has been. I think it's been down to minus fifteen, Jim. Mm. Uh, I mean, that's really that's really collapsed. That's really collapsed. And uh, you know, so the, there's obviously a lot of uh, what what hedgers would call basis risk. Uh, in in uh, the the Midland, which is basically the Permian, uh, right. where where the Permian barrels are, um, you know, as a, as a Permian producer, you're getting fifteen dollars under the WTI. So yeah, prices are are higher at uh, you know in, in the North Sea and and in WTI, but they're they're not at, in Permian, and and you know maybe we won't grow that quickly, you know, in in uh, eighteen and nineteen. So, so that indicates um, that 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 huge uh, uh, basis is indicates that you you're you're using up, you're you're producing more than you can get to the Gulf Coast uh, for for uh, use for to run through a refinery and also export demand and uh, Corpus Christi, I guess, is where most of that goes. Right, and then or Houston, or Houston, and then it's so the marginal barrel should be going to Cushing now. Is that right? Yeah, if you can find the pipe, you know, the, the problem is there's just not enough pipeline capacity. 
and uh, you know, particularly to the to the Gulf Coast, it's being built. It's being built furiously, but you know, it's not going to be ready till the, the end of eighteen or uh, or nineteen. Yeah, I mean, that, the reason I'm, I'm focusing on this is because what I see in the um, spread option market uh, um, is that the the biggest open interests are on these uh, flat puts. You know, the the um, the ability. If I buy a flat put, it means I'm looking for the market to go into contango. Uh, yeah, contango. So if if we have this, you know, crazy. If you, if you look at the sort of the macro stuff that's going on, you say, wow, we're bullish, we're up to $70. But then when you look at WTI itself, there are people putting on positions, um, either speculating or protecting against uh, a market going into um, uh, contango. So, which seems kind of at, diff- at odds with, uh, with what's going on here. Right? right. Yeah. I mean, with the world, with the world markets, I guess. Also, uh, I, I, do we want to get into uh, gasoline right now? Because in, in the, uh, it was the EIA, uh, they're, they're talking about um, uh, the crack values being the lowest since April, uh, April, April gas cracks being as low as uh, April, 2011. I mean, we could want to talk about gas demand. Well, yeah. Well, this last week, the gas demand was, was pretty good, but you know, you look at what the EIA is expecting for the year and they're, they're about unchanged or even lower. And certainly as these uh, crude prices go up, gasoline prices are, are quickly following. Uh, the EIA is looking for like 290 average this, uh, this summer for uh, regular gasoline. And, you know, as we go higher, we're, we're getting closer to that, uh, to that $3 number. And it's certainly, you know, it's certainly possible, possibly it's probable that uh, we could see gasoline demand lower this, you know, for the, for the balance of year as, uh, as pump prices rise. Uh, and certainly uh, you look at gasoline in, in Europe as, as we mentioned in the last podcast and, and in our monthly reports, uh, gasoline in Europe is, is long. And I'm sure on this rally that we're seeing right now, we're going to start seeing some, some uh, gasoline moved in, move into the uh, U.S. Uh, Atlantic coast. Uh, no problem. I think the, you know, what, what, what's happened, why gasoline has, has actually steadied uh, relative to crude is that there have been some um, there have been some refinery issues getting back from turnarounds which yeah there almost always are uh, refiners have been slow getting back to, to turn around so gasoline production isn't quite maximized but the big diesel is really um, is you know we continue to draw diesel stocks you know that's where that's where the real bullishness is and, and as we see as we're into season and diesel is at a premium to uh, to gasoline um, it doesn't happen that often no the diesel demand is going to be great I mean I think it's going to be really strong you know as we head into the spring the planting season is is uh, underway and certainly as we know from production you know as we know from uh industrial some of these industrial production numbers mining and manufacturing is, is great particularly mining which is you know to a large extent is crude production and natural gas production right. so diesel demand is i think is going to be uh is going to be really strong and the, and the crack the diesel crack really exploded today so so that's a so we had a cold april right uh, so even going back to norm i mean obviously we don't need heating oil anymore but um you're not you're not picking up 
uh, you're not being biased in your demand numbers because of uh, a, a cold, um, a late winter, or I say cold April using up more heating oil demand. Well, it certainly did help. Yeah. You know, but just looking forward, I think that uh, this the diesel demand is going to be uh, is going to be strong just on uh, mining, mining and manufacturing, and and the global economy is still, uh, you know, is, is still pretty strong, which brings us to, to a very important point, Jim. And that's the, um, you know, the effect of high oil prices on, on, uh, the global economy. Yeah. I was ta- telling you, um, I was listening to a uh, podcast, uh, by, with this economist, uh, Jim, uh, Hamilton. I, I put it on our, uh, blog, uh, commodity research group.com. Uh, you can, you can uh, check it out. And, no, one of his comments was uh, something like 11 out of the last 13 recessions were led by, you know, uh, uh, an oil price increase, right? So it still is important to the, to the world economy. There's no question about it. So um, at some point, it doesn't happen like a switch, like everybody thinks, oh, you know, we need uh, $3, $4 a gallon, whatever it is. It's, it happens gradually. I mean, I think you see... Uh, we're starting to see flagging uh, demand in gasoline, but we'll keep an eye on it. I, I think some of the um, world now casts um, were weak, recently weak or, or below uh, where, where they had been. Um, that may have been due to winter weather, but um, I think it's something to keep an eye on if we uh, uh, start seeing this economy slow down. Um, so gasoline cracks, you, you know, you had, you had some great calls last, last month. You were saying the same thing that, you know, you didn't like gasoline, kind of like the diesel, um, but don't trade the heat to gas spread because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or is it, is it more don't, don't short gasoline going into a yeah, season? I is think it? it is. I yeah. think that you're really, even though you, you know, everything's crying out to be shorted. You know, yeah. on, the, on the crack, uh, you know, the, the gas versus crude, I, I, you really, it may not be the best, it may not be the best trade out there. Yeah, I, th- I think that equivalent in options is uh, the, the deep out of the money option. You say, isn't it? I don't know where the market's going, but I know we're never getting to that point. And so you sell, you know, you, instead of selling a few, you sell a bunch and then all of a sudden the market gets there. <laughs> this is just, it's, right. it's um, you know. Immediately, uh, if not if, if not sooner, when you right. start saying it could never get there, yes, know, then you then you have a problem right there. Like, yes, and and, and heard that. You know it, what's um it, interesting since we just bumped into options here again. I mentioned the June sixty put, but if you look at on the call side, the open interest it, it, it's not it's not outrageous. There's no. Uh, there's this, I mentioned the June 60 put at 60,000. The biggest call is the DC 80 call at 32,436. And so the D60, D75, D70, uh, 2018, they've been trading for a long time, but I'm just saying these, a lot of times a, a front month option will, will take over as, as the lead um, hasn't happened. And it kind of tells you that, you know, people have been trading off that idea that, uh, tightness is coming. You know, the, the fundamentals are, are uh, strong, uh, but they're going to be, they're definitely going to be strong at going out of 2018. I'm wondering if this price move is, is moving all that forward. It, it might be. 
I mean, you know, one thing that's one thing that's very interesting if you look at the if you look at the structure, um, the front of the market is is at least on WTI and on Brent too. The front of the market is is softening. Right. Um, you know, like if you take a look at June Dece, that's really uh, June versus December, June eighteen versus December. Uh, 18. It's re- it's really coming. You know, it's coming off really hard. But right. you look at like Dece 18, Dece 19. Yeah. It, it's it's making new highs. It's like 670, 680, or you know, it's like 60, 65, 70 cents a month. Uh, yeah. Backwardated. Backwardated. Right. I mean, you, I mean, we we talked about this, but but the you still have expected strong demand in you know oil uh, going forward. And then there's that, at some point, people talk about this, this CapEx spending gap where we're, we're just going to kind of run into that time where we don't have the, uh, the projects coming forward like we usually have. I think right, uh, right. That's, that's a great point, right. It's, it's uh, Fatih Barol's. I think he talks about that when, uh, yeah, often. The head and, of the IEA. The head of the IEA. And also every, every CEO, every producer in the world mentions that as well. Um, so if, you know, you could see why people might buy some calls going out to, to uh, take advantage of, uh, of that idea. Uh, I'm just wondering if, um, you know, price rations use, if you were, we're up in the seventies now, all of a sudden we have a bad or a weak uh, gasoline season. Um, maybe this market goes into the, you know, the second second part of the year already high and uh we come off later i don't know right I just, I, that, that, that could be and I, I you know i wonder at 70 cents a month you know whether that backwardation is going to stay as strong as a, that strong you know with expectations of uh you know u.s production on the rise and all the things you just talked about on on the on the demand side as well as the potential for uh you know for saudi and then the uae and, and maybe others maybe russia increase increasing production of course you know for for this hemisphere we still have Venez- you know venezuela continues to just spiral down uh in terms of production and now conoco phillips has yeah, has taken some inventory uh, in in response. Has taken some inventory and put claims on um, infrastructure, right? Uh, which is not going to help the Venezuelan cause any. That's for sure. So, that's, um, do you see that situation as continuing to deteriorate or level off? I mean, I, I guess I can't. Expect it looks it like it's still deteriorating. It still, still hasn't bottomed out yet. I don't think so. Yeah. So that's uh, also supportive. So um, we we have uh, the funds are very long still. I mean, it looks like some maybe some liquid. The the, the latest numbers we have are from Friday. CFTC uh, numbers come out Friday for the previous Thursday. So uh, pre- previous Tuesday. So we're talking about almost a week ago uh, that the numbers are good for uh, a little over a week. Is that uh, a week ago, Tuesday? So, but they're very long. I mean, I, I mean, these guys, they have been pretty much long for a while and they've been right. They've been right. As we pointed out in our last podcast, they, yeah. they've, been, they've been right. I mean, at, at some point, they either take profits, so they start liquidating. Maybe that's beginning to, maybe that's beginning to happen. 
Uh, but they you know, they've been long, but you know, they, we've been saying they've been overbought, you know, the market's been overbought basis that fund position, but you know, it hasn't, it keeps making, keeps making new highs. You know what I find interesting on, on the C, COT report, commitment of traders report is um, the funds are long, the swap dealers are short and they're representing the, the producers. The, the trade has begun, has begun to even up. You know, mm-hmm. they, they are, um, you know, they were net short and now they've been buying, they've been, they've been getting almost closer to flat. You know, one thing to watch maybe if, if we start seeing the, um, you know, the trades start getting shorter, which may be an indication that, that uh, either more hedging activity is, is here or they've covered, covered some of the short positions. I mean, I mean something, uh, that's something that, that I find you know, pretty interesting to watch is not only the money managers, but what, what the trade is doing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just, I, I'm in my gut. I feel like there's not been as much hedging as uh, normal. I think, I think that people are probably, you know, having been in these commodity markets, the, uh, the producers, whether it's corn, soybeans or oil or anything else, they're eternally optimistic and uh you know i think in this case to be to be less you know uh sort of bearish hedging going on and maybe i don't know if i know the the airlines got stung on in the 2000 not only the 2008 move but also the uh the the brent ti uh falling apart it, it's it's hard to uh hedge long term uh jet fuel using wti when it's uh you know, it was collapsing versus uh, Brent. Um, anyway, I, I'm not sure if they got if they're back into the market, uh, and they're the ones buying these long dated uh, calls or not. But that, you know, that seems to be maybe that's maybe we're starting to flip around where we're seeing more of that. Uh, end user buying coming in. I don't know. Well, I think we probably are. Maybe that's uh, that's a great point. Maybe that's that's why we're seeing you know the trade getting longer and longer because we know that uh, <laughs> we know airline uh, hedging. You know that they could be buying today. Actually, the way they right. Yeah, it's it's uh, hasn't. I want to say it always ends in tears, but um, it hasn't always been. Uh, a fun thing to be a an airline hedging in this in this crazy market. No, you know? really, really has. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. end users tend to be uh, tend to be late to the to the game. So um, yeah, maybe that's what we've seen over the last couple of weeks. Hey, this is this is a difficult market. There's a lot of noise in it. Um, it's you know the the uh, implied volatility is is uh, very very well behaved. I mean, you're looking at a front month, June at 27 and a half. That's yesterday's settle in July at 25.2. That's, you know, that's below average, long-term average. It's, it's up a little bit, but um, you know, that's, that's kind of, you had a major announcement come out and this thing's, it's kind of orderly, you know, it's not, it's not, uh, we're not, we're not, we don't have these uh, huge gaps going on. We get a little bit, but not, not much at all. Right. So, so um, you know, it's it, like you said, it was, it should have been in the marketplace and may, maybe I think one of the analysts on uh, um, one of the shows I was watching yesterday uh, was talking about president Trump's tone was really, really strong. And he, he kind of was taken aback by that. And maybe that's why people said, well, that's, he really means it, you know? So I don't know. We'll see. 
it's a lot of unfolding to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of twists and turns um, st- still to go, uh, but it is interesting that you know volatility hasn't, as you mentioned, you know it hasn't spiked at all. No, it's right here at twenty five percent or yeah, you know it's, it's so. Uh, yeah, talking about price volatility, I and mean, you know we're not seeing. We've seen the moves yesterday. Obviously, went down to sixty-seven and a half and back up. But um, you know, by and large, these falls have been under control here. Yeah, and by the way, that uh, July eighty call I mentioned, um, it's it's has thirty-five thousand open interest roughly. I, I just checked it uh, this morning. Um, I believe it was up around uh, over around eighty thousand uh, contracts at one time. So so. It's a lot of um, profit taking going on in there. Uh, I assume Liqu- liquidation. So um, that's probably we'll see. I don't know what's what's going on today, but uh, like I said, that's that's the biggest in 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 Brent options that I saw. I was thirty five thousand. Okay, so what do we think, Andy? Going uh, what else? We got we covered uh, gasoline, and we got pretty much everything. What, let's talk about prices going forward. Well, I, I'm not. I'm not particularly. The fundamentals still look pretty bullish uh, going going forward. Uh, even let's just talk about 2018 because it does look like we're going to keep drawing stocks uh, into the into the second half. So I don't. I don't really see the market coming off that much. Alternatively, it's it's hard to really you know given where we are now, price wise. You know, I'm not, it's hard to get super bullish. I mean, maybe Brent has to go to eighty dollars. You know, be, I'll fully the Saudis talking about it. You know, maybe that's a that's a target. Um, you know, maybe WTI has to go uh, has to go somewhat higher. But I, I, I guess if I had to, you know, one thing you and I talked about earlier in the week, Jim. You know, what would you do from a trading perspective? I say, hey, you know, I'm, I might look at buying some puts. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, I think the market has, it doesn't have, like I said, I don't see it crapping out to like, you know, the $60 number. But, yeah. Yeah. You buy the puts because you have a uh, limited risk way of getting bearish. And if, if, if you haven't, if the high is not in place and, and it starts roaring up some more, you, at least you're not, uh, you know, showing uh, tick for tick loss as, as you go up you can sleep a little better basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and if you miss the top, it may, you may actually catch it you on know, the way on, down on the way down. Yeah. Well, I told, I think last month I, I mentioned how I didn't like buying the market because of how long I thought the funds were. And I just felt like, you know, if I, if I bought it, you know, again, a month ago and uh, I'd be the last one in and yeah, maybe you'd be right but you know i think more often you end up being wrong so obviously the price went up more from last month but um i think i feel the same way now you know yeah i'm kind of with you on i'm I'm with you on that and i kind of you know i think the back as we mentioned earlier the backwardation looks you know pretty steep to me in uh 18 and i'm not sure i would you know, I, I think it's going to weaken the, the mm. 2019 backwardation because we're seeing June, we're seeing the front weaken. So we'll see, we'll see if we roll up some. Right. See how many how many months we can roll that weakness. Um, the EIA mentioned uh, mid 2019. 
um, more pipeline capacity coming online to transport uh, uh, Permian barrels to the Gulf Coast. So, you know, we'll have to see if, in fact, that, that pipeline, those pipelines are ready. And then number two is, uh, does, does production increase to meet the, you know, to max out again, you know? Right. You know, right. So, so because that will affect the, uh, the curves, obviously. And also, you know, when you have uh, these massive amounts of funds that have to roll, you know, they're in the front, front end, they have to roll each month. That puts pressure on the, uh, on the uh, front end as well. So there's, a, there's, there's sort of the, the idea of stranded assets in that Cushing, you know, Oklahoma area, a low price of WTI relative to everything else. And then you have this roll, massive roll of funds. You could see people saying, well, you know, this, this front end spread's not going to, it's, it's just not, it's got a chance of going back, uh, going into contango again. So, right, right. You know, and the cheap barrel is in the Permian. The cheap barrel is in the Permian, right. That's right. Yeah. 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 If, only you could, if only you could get it out of there. You know, get those trucks lined up. Right. That's right. All, you know, that's the only way. Yep, yep. Um, okay, so uh, going forward, you, you mentioned, you could, just from your tone, it, looks, it sounds like you, you're a little friendly towards diesel. A little. Safe. Yeah, no change there. No, yep. no change same thing uh, you know, bullish on diesel and gasoline relative gasoline bearish the, the weakest know. of the three yeah the weakest the weakest of the three and then crude oil somewhere in the middle or it's crude i think somewhere in the middle yep somewhere in the middle now give me a uh you usually give me a ten dollar range of crude going forward so um you know, we, I think you said sixty seventy last month, which was which was pretty good. Not bad. I mean, not in bad. Our, in our last monthly, we were looking for I think seventy two or seventy three. Um, yeah. On, on the on the high side for WTI. You were. Yeah. 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 <laughs> on on the um, you know on Brent seventy eight seventy nine, and I you know I sixty three seventy three sixty four seventy four something so I, you know if I needed a ten dollar range I think that's what it would be, ti. All right. Um, but as we've been mentioning, I think with I think when things settle settle out, uh, I think the market is is going to pull back some. Right. Once once this craziness uh, gets behind us, if if it does. Right, if it does. Yep. Okay, anything else you want to add, Andy? Uh, the only thing I wanted to add that if you want to uh, get uh, in touch with us, our email address is uh, my is alebow, A-L-E-B-O-W, at commodityresearchgroup.com. And Jim's is Jim J. Colburn, C-O-L-B-U-R-N, at commodityresearchgroup.com. Uh, and we're hoping to do another podcast this week with a special guest and we're going to discuss uh, some of the issues in, in hedging and I'm sure we'll be talking a lot about what's going on in the Permian and basis risk and uh, you know how you handle so, so what the hedgers are actually doing out, out in the market so uh, you know I think that I think that's going to be a great podcast so keep an eye out for that Terrific. Um, the, the other thing I'd say, uh, Andy, is I've um, been posting things on the blog, and one of my postings was on 
uh, his, uh, the his, a piece of history of of the uh, options market in 1988, where the uh, after an OPEC meeting, vol went from uh, 50 down to 30 in a like a, a heartbeat, and um, it it blew out some traders um, from it, which was kind of weird for us because it was an implosion of volatility. But I, I put that up. It got like over 10,000 hits. So, so I never thought, you know, who knew there was interest in, in uh, WTI, uh, this archaic WTI option volatility history. But, who, hey, we got those kind of crazy people out there, right? And I am one of them. Listen, you know, it, it's good to learn from the from the past because, as we as we just said, you never think these things can happen, right. and, uh, and you it, know they they either have happened or will happen, right. and, and you yeah. just go, oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, Andy, let's uh, let's stop it there. All right, um, Jim. Catch you next month. All right.